Good morning. Happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there. It's good to be with you all this morning. We're going to be in a couple of places of Scripture today. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 20 and also to Ephesians chapter 6. Most of the time we're just in one place, but we're going to look at a few different passages today. We're going to begin in Ephesians 6 in just a minute, and then we'll go to Exodus 20 soon after. With it being Mother's Day, I'm sure many of us, as you uh, think about your mom, probably many of us have various stories that we remember growing up from childhood, uh, different experiences that we had as kids where uh, our moms uh, showed their love to us but, uh, and care for us. Also, uh, different times that our moms had to make sure that we kept on the straight and narrow path. And uh, I remember one story that I think I've shared here before, but it always comes to my mind when I think about my mom. Uh, when I was a kid, I was going through one of those phases where, uh, you know, as kids, sometimes you uh, get in these phases where you don't really like to brush your teeth or don't like to shower and those kind of things, which is, uh, it's a very strange phase. But, you know, parents, you have to tell your kids, brush your teeth, take a shower, all those things. Well, my mom had told me to get ready for bed and put on my PJs and brush my teeth. But I decided that night that I was not going to brush my teeth, that I didn't want to brush my teeth, but I knew that mom sometimes would check my toothbrush, so I ran it under the faucet just to be sure. I stood in there, uh, counted, uh, I remember counting uh, up to a certain amount, I don't remember what it was, but an amount that I thought would be about normal to brush my teeth, and I walked out, and uh, my mom asked me if I'd brush my teeth, and I said, yep, I did, and thinking that she would go and check my toothbrush, um, but she leaned over and she said, I know you didn't brush your teeth. Now you get back in there and brush them and don't you ever lie to me again. And it was at that moment I realized that mom could see me wherever I was. <laughs> and that I needed, you know, I needed to make sure that I followed whatever she said. And probably if your mom was like mine, you felt the same way about her. And she kept you on the straight and narrow. And uh, this morning, as we go into God's Word, we're going to be talking about not only honoring our mothers, but also our fathers. You know, we're just a few weeks away from Father's Day, and so just honoring parents in general. But before we do that, I want to uh, have a word of prayer, ask God to bless our time in His Word, and uh, ask Him to, uh, or just thank Him for our mothers as well. Father, thank you so much for the precious gifts of our mothers, what they mean to us, and uh, just how wonderful this day is that we can honor them Lord, as we come to your word today, we thank you that your word gives us instructions on not just uh, how to be parents, but we thank you that it gives us instructions on how to honor our parents. And so, Lord, as we look at that today, I pray that for every single one of us, uh, that we would grow in our knowledge and wisdom of you and your word, but also, Lord, that we would uh, be convicted and moved to apply it in our life. And we ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. Well, I mentioned I want to begin in Ephesians chapter 6. One of the tough things about hopping around in scriptures, you've got some different contexts and things to deal with, but uh, just generally speaking, uh, Ephesians chapter 6 was the letter to the church at Ephesus, obviously, and uh, one of the uh, things that happens here in the last part of this letter, there's some instructions to get given to different people in various stages of their lives, and in particular here in verse 1 of chapter 6 of Ephesians, you have some instructions given to children and how they are to relate to their parents. Look at what it says beginning in verse 1. It says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord because this is right. 
honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may have a long life in the land. And we'll stop there for just a minute. We're going to see in just a minute uh, in Exodus 20 that this statement, this command uh, to honor your father and mother really comes from the Ten Commandments. It's the fifth of the Ten Commandments, and we're going to look at that in just a second in Exodus 20. But the promise that went with it that says, so that it may go well with you and that you may have a long life in the land, was a promise given to Israel as they were going into the promised land. God said, if you honor your parents, and in particular, he wanted them to follow the teachings that their parents had given them and to obey their parents. He said, if you do this, the nation of Israel, you all will have a long life in the land. Well, of course, as a kid reading this and hearing this, I didn't know the context. I didn't know what it was about. So when I read it, I thought, well, if I obey my parents, then I'm going to have a long life. And there are many times I applied this in particular to my life because I thought if I obeyed my mom, I certainly would live longer because if I didn't obey, I thought she was for sure going to shorten my life. And so I thought, man, this applies in this way to my life, and maybe it does kind of indirectly. Uh, but when you think about uh, the meaning of this, this points all the way back to the Ten Commandments, and, um, and this is where Paul is getting this. And so a lot of times when we think of this command or think of this action, we think of young children, right? And, and you know, as soon as we read these verses, we think, well, the kids, they, they should have stayed in here to hear this. But in fact, we're going to see that this command that we see in Exodus 20 is really a, a command given for uh, everyone. Look at uh, now Exodus chapter 20. We're going to jump right in the middle of the Ten Commandments here. If you are interested in reading the Ten Commandments, you can go back to the beginning of verse 1 of chapter 20, and it goes through verse 17. But in verse 12, it says this. Exodus 20, verse 12. I'll wait just a moment. I still hear pages shuffling a little bit. I like to hear those pages, by the way. Exodus 20, verse 12 says, Honor your father and your mother, so that you may have a long life in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Honor your father and your mother, so that you may have a long life in the land that the Lord your God is is giving you. Now many times we think of this verse, again as I said, as a command for young children. And in particular how Paul was using it in Ephesians 6, he was directing young children. But if you think about it, being a child, of course, is an age, but being a child is also a relationship. Right? You're you're always a child uh, in many ways because that is a relationship that you have with your mother, with your father. You are a child. And so this commandment as written, isn't just for young children. It's for all children. If you are a child, which that would be all of us, it's for us. And in fact, most theologians, as they look at this command, they agree that this command is primarily written for adults. And so as we think about Mother's Day today and Father's Day coming uh, just a few weeks from now, I think it's fitting that we ask the question, what does it mean to honor our parents? What does it mean to honor our mothers? What does it mean to honor our fathers? And so this morning I've entitled the, the message, Honoring Our Parents, Understanding God's Definition. When we look at God's word, that's what we want, right? If we think of honor, and if I asked you this morning, what does it mean to honor someone? We would all have a definition of that. 
We would all be able to describe maybe what we think that looks like, but because we're dealing with God's word this morning, let's ask and look at what God's definition is and what he means by that. And so as we look, there are a couple of places that we've seen already in Exodus. There, it's in Ephesians. We're going to see it in just a few minutes in Matthew. But when you're looking at the Old Testament and the New Testament, something to remember is the Old Testament primarily is written in Hebrew. The New Testament primarily is written in Greek. Those were the original languages that they were written in. And when you consider this, we have a Hebrew word for honor and a Greek word for honor. But this really gives us the ability to look at these two languages and say, what does this mean? And kind of see it from a couple of different vantage points. And I think there are going to be some obvious things with this this morning that we know, and this will just be reaffirming and reassuring to us. But maybe there will be an angle or two this morning that we haven't really thought about that we need to consider. And so in both Hebrew and Greek, honor is what you would think about in English. It's to revere or to respect. We see that in Ephesians 6, 2, where it says, honor your father and mother. And the Hebrew word in Exodus uh, 20, 12, honor your father and mother. And so this morning, as you're thinking about what it means to honor our parents and going by God's definition, it means really probably what many of us think it means in the first instance, in that honoring our parents means we are to give them respect. Honoring our parents means we are to give them respect. Now, many of us, when you think of respect, you know what it looks like to give respect to people. And because there have been people in your life that you've naturally given respect because of their position in your life. Chances are, growing up, when you were in school, you had teachers that you called Mr. So-and-so or Mrs. So-and-so. Or when you were in college, you called them Professor So-and-so, Dr. So-and-so. And if you're like me, no matter what age I get, if I see a teacher that I had in third grade or eighth grade or in college, they're always Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so, right? Anybody else like that? You always call them that just because you respect them and the position that they had in your life and the authority that they had in your life and what they did for you. And that's how we show respect to a lot of people. And listen, the Bible tells us that we are called to respect our parents and to honor our parents for what they do for us, for the position that they have in our lives, the position God has given them in our life. Now, I think it's interesting when you look at just how we are as people, and I've always thought this is interesting, that a lot of times we find it easier to give honor or respect to people who aren't that close to us. But sometimes the people who are the closest to us, we find it more difficult to give them honor or respect. And I get it, I understand, because we're all, we're all humans, we all have flaws, and the people who are closest to us, we see those flaws, right? We see those shortcomings. But I wanna remind us what God's word says. It says we are to honor our parents, we are to respect our parents. And as we think about that, I think the order of the Ten Commandments signals some of the reason why this is so. Think about this. The first four commandments of the Ten Commandments given to God's people in the Old Testament deal with their relationship with God, things that they should do to relate to God. The last six deal with our relationships to one another, but this one as honoring our parents, this is the transitional one between the two, and many theologians have looked at this and and they say maybe this one was here because of where God has placed our parents in their position of authority, authority in our lives. In other words, our parents, 
And if you're parents, think about this as well. Our parents were given to us by God to be in many ways representations of God to us. What does that mean? Well, our relationships with them should teach us what it's like to relate to God in a lot of ways. Just like marriage teaches us about what it means to have a relationship, God and his church, parent and child teach us what it's like to relate to God. As our parents teach us, as young children, we follow and obey, just like we're called to follow and obey the Lord. And parents are instructed to teach their children and raise them up in the ways of the Lord. And so when you think of honoring and respecting, we're called to do this because God has put them in authority and in that position on our lives as children, but also as we grow up, as we think about what they represent to us and who they are to us, we are to respect them in this way. And so thinking about that this morning, I know today's Mother's Day, I know, like I said, Father's Day is coming up. I don't want you to answer honestly this morning, how do you treat your parents? Just stop and consider that this morning. How do you treat your parents? Do you have respect for them? You know, and I know that we all look back at our lives and we realize that we probably have some phases where we don't. You know, those teenage years, uh, young adult years, it's, it's very difficult to do that because you're trying to find your own way and all that. Then you get a little older and realize, man, mom and dad, they were, they were right all along. But just overall, as you look at your life, do you respect your parents? Do you honor your parents? Or do you maybe treat them constantly as your equals or maybe beneath you? Listen, we're called to honor them, to treat them as important. That's what this word, part of this word literally means, to honor to revere, to respect. And as Christians, we should be able to do that for our parents. But I want to look just for a second at the Hebrew word of honor at another angle of the meaning. So this goes back to Exodus 20 where it tells us to honor our father and mother. Another meaning of this word is to give weight to or to give importance to. And of course that goes hand in hand with um, respecting and revering. Certainly if you give importance to something, you're going to respect it, revere it all of that. But when you think about giving importance to something, you know, I think about those people in my life that I think are important and I hold them in important positions. If someone's important, you not only treat them as important, but I think you're to value what they have to say. Honoring our parents means we are to give them respect, but we're also to heed their wisdom. Heed their wisdom. And I look at Ephesians 6 and it tells us for young children, what this looks like is it says to obey your parents. Obey your parents. So young children, teenagers, if you are a child under your parents' roof, you're called to obey your parents. Now as you grow up, you are no longer a child by age, but you're still a child by relationship. And in that regard, you're still required to honor your father, to honor your mother. And that means we give weight or importance to what they say. And uh, I put out the question yesterday on Facebook for folks to comment uh, some of the best advice that their moms ever gave them. And if you think about your mom, chances are there's probably something that she said or, or maybe a situation that happened that you learned something that you still hold on to to this day as being valuable. And some of the comments, I had quite a few on there, but some of the comments about advice, one thing said, one person said, if, uh, if you don't have something nice to say, we can fill in the blank here, then what? 
don't say anything at all, right? If you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. Another person said that their mom told them to always speak the truth. Always speak the truth. Another person commented that their mom said, there's no such thing as a perfect man. Now, let me just say, I didn't see any comments about there being no such thing as a perfect woman. Uh, all I said, all I saw was there's no such thing as a perfect man. So maybe uh, some of you all learned that from your moms. Uh, somebody commented, have you prayed about it? You know, that's a good question to always ask yourself in life. And then I really liked one, somebody said that their mom taught them no. <laughs> you know, like maybe that was a word of wisdom that you heard often from your mom, no. You know, as you think back to your life, those things that your parents told you growing up that you still hold on to, chances are for many of us, we probably had parents who tried to follow the Lord. Some, some of us maybe have parents who are far from the Lord and we came to faith uh, maybe as teenagers or growing up and uh, there was somebody else who impacted our lives in that way. But as you look back at your life, maybe there are things in your life that you look at and you say, you know, my parents really tried to offer me wisdom. My mom, my dad tried to offer me wisdom. And let me just say, if it's godly advice, why would you not heed it? Why would you not listen to it? If it's godly advice, why would you not give it um, some thought? If it's sound wisdom, why wouldn't you give it some thought? And let, let me just say, I think that anytime, no matter who they are, as Christians, when somebody gives us wisdom or advice, we're to filter it through God's word, make sure, you know, it follows the word of God. We're to, to filter it through, you know, uh, godly counsel and all of those kind of things. But even, I'll just say this, even if you do that, and let's say your parents aren't believers, or let's say what they're giving you is not sound wisdom or sound advice, and you don't agree with what they have to say, let me just say there's still a way to honor them and how you receive that advice and how you receive that wisdom from your mom, from your dad. You know, as adults, we're not required to obey our parents, but we can still honor them. We can still consider what they have to say and their viewpoint and all of those kind of things and, and still respect them. And so as you think about uh, your relationship with your parents, maybe you're in a, a healthy relationship where uh, you know, they're not always trying to give you all kinds of advice and still tell you what to do in a, as an adult, and you can consider that. Let me encourage you to consider that. But maybe if you're not in a healthy relationship and, and it's, it's gotten you to the point where they're always trying to give you advice and, and it's caused you to disrespect them or to not honor them, let me encourage you to still honor them, still respect them, your mom, your dad. It's so important that we follow the Lord and, and love them as we're called to do it. So we've seen this morning so far that honor means we're to give our parents respect and heed their wisdom. And I honestly, this morning, as we talk about this, neither one of these things may surprise us. I mean, a lot of times when we think about honoring our parents, these are a couple of the things that we think about. But as I was looking at Jesus' teaching on this command, there are a couple of uh, places in Matthew 15 and in Mark 7, Jesus actually addresses this command with the Pharisees. And I want to look at Matthew 15, beginning in verse 1, because as Jesus is teaching on this, he gives us a different angle that we should consider. 
when it comes to honoring our parents. And honestly, in this day and time, and in our culture, this may not be one that we always consider. And I think it's important that we do, because this is how Jesus looked at it. Matthew 15, beginning in verse 1. And again, we're jumping into a different context here as far as what's going on around the book. But Jesus was oftentimes um, teaching, but many times when he was teaching, the, the Pharisees or the scribes, different ones, were always trying to trip him up, ask him questions that they thought he wouldn't know the answer to, or ask him questions that would make he or his disciples look guilty of sinning against God. And this was one of those instances in Matthew 15, beginning in verse 1. It says, Jesus was approached by Pharisees and scribes from Jerusalem who asked, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they don't wash their hands when they eat. So let's stop there, and I want you to understand what's going on here. So God gave his law to the Jews. They were supposed to follow his law. And along the way, as years and years and years passed, the elders began writing their commentary on what it meant to follow God's law and how you actually do that. And throughout the years, as time went on, more and more uh, words were added to that, opinions were added to that on what it meant to follow God's law. And so by the time uh, Jesus was here with us, there were people who were primarily following the teachers of the elders which in fact had, in a lot of ways, been disconnected from what the law was all about. They had added rules and traditions and things, and people expected people, everyone to follow the, the teachings and traditions of the elders more than anything. And here Jesus' disciples seemed like they weren't washing their hands as they ate, and, and they were told to do that by the elders, and why weren't they doing this? And so Jesus shows them a spot in their lives where it wasn't about them not following the elders, they weren't following God's actual law. Look at what he says here. He answered them, why do you break God's commandment because of your tradition? For God said, honor your father and mother, and whoever speaks evil of father or mother must be put to death. But you say, whoever tells his father or mother Whatever benefit you might have received from me as a gift committed to the temple, he doesn't have to honor his father. In this way, you've nullified the word of God because of your tradition. So what's going on here? Well, we see the Greek word here um, of honor, and really what it's bringing out in this definition is this idea of providing support. If you look at 1 Timothy, this word is also used to uh, show to provide support for uh, the widows in the church. This is the idea of providing support, and one of the things that the Pharisees had done uh, and the elders had okayed it is it was this idea that if you had a lot of money, maybe part of your inheritance, you could put it away in the temple and kind of commit it to the temple where when you die, all of that would go to the temple, so it would be tied up there. But before you died, you were allowed to withdraw any of it that you needed. So in other words, if you died, everything in there would go to the temple, but until that day came, if you needed it, you could withdraw it. Well, what they were doing was making a practice of as their parents needed financial support and help in that time, they would tell their parents, oh, I've got all my, my money and everything tied up in the temple. I can't touch it. And they would wait until their parents passed away 
and then pull it back out as they needed it. And they would do this to kind of almost find a loophole around, because this was acceptable. I mean, think about it. They were, they were putting their money in the temple. It was honoring God, but yet they weren't honoring their father or their mother as God called them to do. And so in this, Jesus is showing that part of honoring our parents means that we are to provide them support. We're not just to respect them. We're not just to heed their wisdom. Honoring our parents means we're to provide them support. Think about this for just a second. Because we live in a day and time where as children, we, and and I mean by relationship, oftentimes we try to get and get and get and get as much as we can from our parents. And there comes a day and time, and we all know how this goes, where life comes full circle. And our parents need us to help them and to support them. And that's just how life goes. That's how a lot of things is. The ones who were providing support for us eventually get to the point that they need support themselves. And part of God's plan for honoring our parents is to provide them support in time of need. And so I want to speak just for a second to children. And I'm not talking about young children. I'm talking about children by relationship, children whose parents are still alive. Are your parents maybe in a position where they legitimately need help and you're able to help them? You're able to step in and provide some of that need, maybe physical, maybe financial, maybe in in other ways that that aren't represented here. Are you able to provide that support? And have you been willing to do that? See, that's part of what God's command is in honoring our parents that in their time of need, as we can, we're able to step up and help them. But then I know, because I'm a parent now, I know how when you're a parent, your heart becomes, I want to help my kids as much as I can. And I don't want to expect them to help me. No matter how old they get, I want to help them. I'm their provider. I'm their caretaker. And not only that, we have that heart about us, but not only that, the other side of it is, there's a little bit of our pride that gets in the way that makes us not want to say we need help. No matter how young or old you get, I think that's always there. But you know, if you look at part of God's plan for honoring parents, we're called, as our kids will, to allow our children to help us. Because that's what God's called them to do. And so parents, I want to ask you today, maybe, are you in perhaps physical or financial need? Are you in a place that you need some support? And maybe you've been hesitant to allow your kids to support you. Maybe because, like I said, you have that heart of I want to help them, or maybe you just, you know, can't imagine not doing it for yourself. Listen, this is part of God's plan. This is how he's designed it. This is why he's given us these relationships to help one another. I want to encourage you parents to let them, let them help you. You know, I always joke with people, part of my retirement plan, I have five kids, and I'm hoping at least one of them, you know, I got a 20% 20% chance, surely one of them will, uh, will want to help me out as I get older, right? 
But seriously, though, we are called to let our children help us as they're able. So we've seen today that honoring our parents means more than just setting aside one day a year to celebrate them. Certainly, we want to honor mothers on Mother's Day, do the same for fathers in a few weeks, and we will. We're to give them respect. We're to heed their wisdom and provide them support. You know, as you think about your relationship with your parents, I think it would be a disservice to God and his word to not mention that, as I said earlier, one of the reasons God gives us our parents is to, to point us to how he wants our relationship with him to be. All throughout the Bible, God is shown to relate to his people as father, and we are his children. But the Bible says, apart from Christ, we can't be called children of God. We're made in God's image, but we're not God's children until we come to faith in Jesus. But you see, God loves you so much that the Bible says, even though like rebellious uh, children, we've rebelled against God, and even though we've rebelled, even though we've sinned, even though we've fallen short and deserve the greatest punishment, and you all probably know growing up as I did, we all got punishments when we disobeyed, but because we've disobeyed God, who's the supreme authority, we deserve the supreme punishment and are headed for the supreme punishment in hell. But the good news is God sent Jesus into the world who was fully God, fully man. The Bible says Jesus was the son of God. He never sinned one time. He never did anything wrong, and he showed us what it was like to have a relationship with God as our father. Jesus died on the cross, taking our sins upon himself, paid the punishment for our sins, and three days later he came back to life. And the Bible says that because Jesus came back to life, ascended back to heaven, and one day he's coming again, the Bible says that he is the only way to salvation. He is the only way to heaven. He's the only way that you can consider God your father. He's the only way that you can be a child of God. And today as you think about what it means to be a child of God, maybe you're you're thinking about your parents and, and the shortcomings that they had, or maybe you're thinking about yourself as a parent and the shortcomings you have. I want you to know God is the perfect father. He's everything that we wish we could be as parents. He's everything uh, that we wish we could have in a parent. God is a perfect father and he loves us. Psalm 103, 13 says, As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. And today, if you want that relationship with God and a promise of eternal life in heaven, the Bible says you come before him in prayer, pouring out your heart to him and say, God, I'm sorry, please forgive me of all my sin and put your trust in Jesus his death and resurrection alone for salvation John 1 12 tells us that those who do that it says but to all who did receive him talking about Jesus he gave them the right to be children of God to those who believe in his name that is really what it's all about knowing the Lord as our father But on this day, as we think about our relationship to our parents, specifically our relationships to our mothers, Christian, I want to ask you, when it comes to your life and honoring your parents, do you honor them? You know, I think someone who's a child of God should be able to love and honor others much better because they know the love of God than someone who doesn't. 
And so what does your relationship with your parents look like? Maybe you've got a bad relationship with your mom. Maybe you've got a bad relationship with your dad. And today, as you're thinking about them, I want to encourage you as much as you can to try to connect those bridges, to build those bridges back. And maybe it starts by you asking for forgiveness. Maybe it starts by you praying that God would bring it in your heart that you could forgive them. Maybe it starts by a phone call of just saying, can we maybe go out to lunch or saying Happy Mother's Day or a phone call just to shoot the breeze because you haven't talked to them in in years. Whatever it is, let me encourage you in that. Maybe today you have a good relationship with your parents. But as you think about what God's word says to honor our parents, maybe there are some ways that you need to honor them that you haven't been. I'll say again, just like no children are perfect, no parent is perfect. We know that, but we're still called to honor them. So this morning, I want to say from all of us, thank you, moms, for what you've done. Thank you to the Lord uh, for giving us uh, wonderful women to, to raise us. In a few weeks, we're going to formally be, of course, saying thank you to dads as well. But God wants us to give our parents respect, heed their wisdom, and provide them support. So as we look at God's word, and the challenge today is let's honor them the way that God has instructed us to honor them. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that every time we come to it, we learn and grow. Lord, I know for every one of us, as we think about our relationships with our parents or maybe our relationships with our children, We know things aren't always exactly how we want them to be. We feel like we could do better in one way or the other. Lord, I pray from your word today, help us all to grow and maybe seeing how we need to better honor our parents or maybe as parents how we need to allow our children to honor us. Lord, we thank you for all these wonderful blessings that you give us through our human relationships. But Lord, thank you most of all that we can know you as our Father And as we're called to honor our earthly parents, Lord, help us to honor you even more so in everything we do. Lord, as we have this time of commitment, I pray that you would move in our hearts and help us to affirm and commit to whatever you want for us today as you're leading us. In Jesus' name, amen.